Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We bring in the one and only Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity, his website, libertyandprosperity.com. And Seth, I borrowed a page from your book of talking about Sarah Spencer Washington this morning. Well, well very good. Of course, we have, if you uh, use our search engine on our libertyandprosperity.com site, you'll get a lot of details of that story. And I grew up in Atlantic City, and I did not hear of her uh, until I heard Ralph Hunter, a uh, local black historian, talking about her when they were doing uh, introducing Boardwalk Empire, the series, at the uh, Tropicana Casino. And, and I was fascinated by that story. And I admire uh, Sarah Spencer Washington's grandson, Royston Scott, who has, who has put these movies together and is promoting um, the, the, the memory and the lessons of his grandmother. But you understand they're all going uphill because uh, Atlantic City and you know, the black community in Atlantic City, they don't fit the narrative that uh, that they want to teach in our woke American society, that America was a racist society, an evil society, a black person never had a chance. But here you have a 19-year-old a black woman uh, moves in from Virginia, Sarah uh, Spencer Washington, opens up a small beauty parlor uh, at, uh, I think it was Tennessee and uh, Baltic Avenue, and she finds out that she, uh, you know, she can't sell her beauty products uh, that, uh, or, or actually, she doesn't have beauty products for African-American hair and skin. So she wants to produce these products. She talks to uh, some white pharmacist who suggests that she take courses at Columbia University, which she does, takes chemistry courses, develops a product, uh, finds people to produce the product. I, the fact that Atlantic City had conventions uh, from people all over the world coming here, and she started hiring people... Uh, to sell her products back in their hometowns and set up within six or seven years a national network that made her a multimillionaire. Now, did she face discrimination? Of course she did. Uh, but she overcame that discrimination with work, with training, uh, with skills, uh, with, with planning, and taking advantage of our, our freedom and laws. And, and the th thing that we keep forgetting about, that... Uh, that black, uh, you know, black Americans could not get into country clubs to play golf. Neither could Jews, by the way, and neither could many Italians. So uh, Sarah Spencer Washington uh, bought the, uh, the ground to build the Pomona golf course. And she got the Frazier family to help landscape it and make it one of the finest golf courses in the area. So that you had golf courses open to all Americans. Uh, when uh, the, the, at the, beauty, the Miss America, not the Miss America beauty pageant, the, um, the Easter parade, uh, when they used to have thousands of people come to Atlantic City to show off their finest, um, you know, fashion and wear, and cash prizes were given out by the committee. And uh, they were not giving prizes to, you know, you know the best-dressed black couples. So she put, put together her own program and gave out prizes um, bigger cash prizes for black Americans and white Americans. That's how she ended discrimination there, using uh, initiative and economic power. But those stories are not convenient to be taught because they really show the goodness and greatness of America, where every ethnic group, Jewish, Irish, Polish, e even they used to call the, uh, the people, you know, white Americans um, from the countryside, they called them hayseeds. 
uh, everybody faced discrimination, but you were always able to overcome that discrimination uh, through hard work, education, talent, and so on. And that's what made America such a wonderful country. Well, I knew you would embellish what I said. <laughs> and, and good job. Anyway, uh, of course, what the, the news uh, of, of the week uh, is liberty and prosperity. Instead of talking about the news, we became the news uh, during the past week. Uh, Craig Calloway uh, spoke to us last Saturday. Uh, Jesse Waters of Fox News sent his camera uh, crew down, and he did two segments Monday night. And I think everyone listening to me now uh, should learn a teachable lesson of how news is made. Uh, we, we have the uh, Craig Calloway presentation for 25 minutes on our website, libertyandprosperity.com. We also have it posted on our YouTube channel. We have a Liberty and Prosperity YouTube channel. And I invite every listener to look at what Craig Calloway said, uh, what, what he said to us, and how Jesse Waters and his guest Newt Gingrich packaged what uh, Craig Calloway said to us to promote a certain narrative. And, of course, the narrative, if you look at the Jesse Waters show, is that Craig Calloway is, is, is awful. He's a horrible thug, a criminal, a ballot stuffer. But Republicans have to do what he does to win elections. And just three days after Jesse Waters did his feature on Craig Calloway, uh, when he was at, at our event in Summers Point, Laura Trump, the daughter-in-law of uh, Donald Trump, uh, uh, she's being considered to head the Republican National Committee, and she promised that if she is picked to run the Republican Party, that uh, she will organize the big biggest ballot harvesting operation in American history. Uh, so, but how do you do that? And if you want to understand how to do ballot harvesting, you've got to watch that Craig Calloway video because he gave a, a really a teachable seminar seminar as to what you have to do. Now, according to him, and I think anyone involved in politics, we know that there are many, many American citizens who are qualified to vote, uh, but they're completely uninformed, couldn't care less about politics, don't care about government, don't care about voting. If left to themselves, they would never bother to waste 10 minutes to register to vote, and they'd never spend a half hour to actually go to the polls on election day. Now, until 40 years ago, most of these people didn't vote. Elections were decided by people who were informed, who read newspapers, who read books, who took the time to learn about the candidates they voted for. But that all changed starting in the 1980s. And it wasn't just Democrats. It was Tom Kane, and Christy Todd Whitman Republicans, and President George Bush, and majority leaders of the Senate, John McCain, they worked with Democrats to completely change the voting laws we had in this country for 200 years. And they made it so easy for anyone to vote without leaving their house. Just someone comes to their door, you fill out a form, you register to vote, someone brings a ballot to your house, you vote without leaving your kitchen table. And that means that our elections today are decided uh, by people who don't know what's going on, don't care what's going on. Um, many have all sorts of disabilities. Uh, uh, many are uh, under the influence of drugs. Many are senile. Many are too sick. But for ever, whatever reason, the Republican and Democratic establishment said, we want these people to control our elections. Now, 
Jesse Waters called Craig Calloway a balance stuffer. And his reporter, Johnny, showed up at Calloway's house and shoved a microphone in Calloway's house in, in his face and said, well, do you think it's okay to rig elections? Do you think it's okay to stuff ballot boxes? <laughs> uh, and, of course, Calloway uh, just said, get out of my face, because he couldn't answer those questions on the air because he has pending charges against him. And his lawyer rightfully said, don't talk about the case until the case is over. But if you want to know Callaway's methods, you see that what he does has nothing to do with ballot stuffing. Uh, and I, I don't want to go to the whole thing, you know, because it's obvious a 25 minute video. But basically, Callaway began by saying, look, I reach voters because I have a big family. I have 13 brothers and sisters. I'm close to my family. And I make sure that every brother, sister, spouse, child, grandchild, in-laws, cousins, and any friend who comes to any of their houses gets registered to vote and votes on Election Day. And Callaway also worked as a business license inspector in Atlantic City for 20 years. And by doing that, he had to supervise everybody with a taxi license, everybody with a parking lot license, everyone with a, a, a store on the boardwalk. And many of them were immigrants. Uh, and uh, and he, he didn't speak English, and he worked with them. And he, uh, where other inspectors would either shake them down or, or, or fine them, you know, to look good like they're enforcing the law, Callaway worked, uh, you know, to help them comply with the law and make their businesses a success. So years later, they're grateful to Callaway. And they vote for him. Their, their spouses vote for him. Their kids vote for him. Their cousins vote for him. So this is how he, he, he built it up. In many ways, uh, if Callaway were Irish, he'd say he has the gift of the gab. He likes to talk to people, hear their stories, help them whenever he can. And that's the key to his success. Um, and he also has, of course, a physical presence, which means uh, he could walk around the project in Atlantic City when a lot of other people won't. Nobody messes with him. So now the real question is, uh, if, and, and he pointed out, this is what uh, Republicans need to do to win elections. And Republicans, he said, are not doing it. But can Republicans do ballot harvesting like Democrats? And that's the, the, the issue that really uh, was not discussed by Jesse Waters, but really needs to be discussed if Republicans want to be serious about winning elections. Uh, by the way, uh, Callaway pointed out uh, that when Jack Cettarelli was running for governor, uh, he had long talks with uh, uh, Cettarelli and told him everything he told to us. And also, Cettarelli had opportunities to find like guys like uh, Craig Calloway, who had been really uh, uh, betrayed by Democrats in Patterson, New Jersey, and other cities, who wanted to work with Cettarelli, but Cettarelli instead got these high-priced consultants to do these fancy ads. And we all know Cettarelli lost, as did Bob Hugan, who, who ran for uh, U.S. Senate six years ago, did the same thing. So uh, we have that problem that Republicans don't want to deal with ballot harvesters like uh, like Craig Calloway. Um, but the other sort of bigger thing is that Republicans are not as good in politics as Democrats. And there's a very simple reason for that. Most Republicans don't like politics and don't need politics to succeed in life. Um, you know, most people don't want government jobs. Most people don't, most Republicans don't want government handouts. But if you do depend on government jobs and government handouts, you're going to pay attention to politics and you're going to be active. So it's very hard to get people 
who are just not used uh, to, to to seeing as elections and politics and getting out to vote and dealing with all these people, uh, it, it, it doesn't come naturally. So it's something Republicans have to overcome. So that's one problem. Uh, and then, of course, the other big problem goes back to that guy I talk about all the time, Wilfredo Pareto, political economy. In other words, getting uninformed and unmotivated voters to vote for your candidate is very, very, very expensive. In other words, it's not expensive to get an informed voter to vote. You write a letter to the editor. You go on talk radio. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money to persuade uh, you know, an involved, uh, informed voter uh, who to vote for. But to get somebody who will never vote, doesn't read a newspaper, doesn't read a book, uh, you know, doesn't watch anything political on TV, will not uh, go out uh, and waste 30 minutes to vote, uh, it's very expensive to reach those people. So if you're going to invest all that money to get those people to vote to win an election, uh, you need to get a payoff in the end by getting some contract, getting some job, getting some program. And that's the real thing that we're up against. So uh, uh, anyway, a lot of teachable moments, but to, to, to see for yourself, I really think everybody should compare the video of Craig Calloway uh, speaking to us last Saturday and the video of how uh, Jesse Waters and Newt Gingrich uh, sort of uh, spun uh, what was said by Craig Calloway. Boy, you real you really got a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> well, well, we, we we did. Of course, we missed the Atlantic County Republicans. <clears throat> Jesse uh, Kurtz of Atlantic City was the only uh, Republican official or leader who came to our event um, on, last Saturday. So I guess the half inch of snow only seemed to affect the uh, Atlantic County Republicans. Didn't seem to stop anyone else from being there. But that but that's an issue for another day. Uh, what else is uh, what else is going on today? Well, today the Atlantic County Republican Party is having their convention at the Carriage House in uh, Galloway this, this Saturday. Of course, if you're listening on Sunday, it was yesterday, uh, and they decide who gets on the regular Republican ticket. And uh, the uh, each party picks its candidates in a June primary election. And, and that's how you, you see who the Democratic candidate is and who the Republican candidate is. Republicans have a convention and Democrats have a convention. So what does the convention do? The convention decides who goes on the regular Republican or regular Democrat column of candidates. And as you may know from two years ago, I learned the hard way that if you're not uh, in the same row or same column, as all the other Republican candidates, uh, you will appear in what they call ballot Siberia. They will put your name on the ballot where no one could ever find you, which is, remember I was on row E when I ran, when all the other Republicans were on, uh, uh, actually I was on column E, uh, where you couldn't even see it on the, on the uh, voting machine. All the other candidates were in the column where you had the candidate for president, the candidate for Senate, the can candidate for Congress, the candidate for sheriff, uh, all those candidates together. So if you want to be on the column with all of those candidates on the primary election, you've got to be endorsed by uh, this convention that the Republicans and Democrats have. And without going into all the, the weeds and the details, uh, the conventions are sort of arranged so that five or six people decide who gets the nomination. 
Um, you, you have four big clubs that have all the delegates. They do something called unit rule, which means that um, if if the leader of your club gets most of the vote, the, the people in your club to vote yes, all the delegates' uh, votes will be counted for a particular candidate. So it means that Brigantine, Galloway, uh, Egg Harbor Township, and Hamilton Township, four clubs, basically get to pick who all the candidates are. Uh, here you don't have a lot of people running. Um, I believe that in, in Hamilton, Mullock, and Folsom, you have uh, Jim Bertino uh, is going to be renominated to be the freeholder or commissioner for that area. Maureen Kern, the commissioner or freeholder for Ventnor, Margate, and Summers Point, uh, will probably be renominated. The, uh, the at large uh, freeholder or commissioner seat currently held by Frank Ballas. Uh, Frank Ballas is, is not running for re election, uh, he was the former sheriff. And that's probably because uh, with a presidential year, it's going to be very hard uh, for any Republican to win countywide. So it looks like uh, Mike Ruffio uh, is the favorite to run for that slot. Well, you've really given us a thorough report today. (laughs) All right. And just before I go, one thing I've got to bring up before I go. uh, I don't know if you followed the artificial intelligence model Gemini by Google. Uh, and that confirmed everything that every person watching a, a movie or TV commercial or watching news knows. <clears throat> and that is you won't see a TV commercial with a normal married a white husband and wife couple with with, with happy white children. Uh, you, you won't see uh, a, a, any movie in which the uh, – w- w- very rare to find a movie where the hero is white, uh, where the villain is black, where the villain is Hispanic. Uh, and uh, you have this whole model. And so what, what uh, Google did, they created an artificial intelligence model that would create any image you wanted or write any news article or history term paper by just typing in a few key words. But Google made it woke. So if you would say, I want to create an image of a pope, it would be a black pope. If And, and then the people who were using the search engine just wanted to see how woke this program was so they said if uh if you, uh, d- d- make an image of a viking a black viking then they did a, a an image of a nazi soldier a black it would be a black nazi sol- sol- soldier so we have the whole article the whole video uh by uh, i believe it's matt walsh he's on our liberty and website you ought to see it and, and you, you, I sort of noticed it when my my granddaughters loved the uh, the, the Disney character or Disney movie uh, Frozen. Of course, you have uh, you know like uh, Norwegian. You had black Norwegians because everything has to be black if you're good, and if, if the villain always has to has to be a, a white male. Anyway, we have that. We have uh, a, a new scholarship fund. All that stuff's posted on LibertyAndProsperity.com, and of course, we meet every Saturday morning from nine thirty to ten thirty at Sal's Cafe, Groveland Avenue, a new road in Summers Point. So uh, have a great uh, day, great weekend, and uh, I'm late. i got to get back to my meeting. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Seth, thank you. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity, the website libertyandprosperity.com. I'm John DeMassey. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5.